Support for this podcast comes from Zor. Zor is a global recruiting platform that drives smarter and more efficient hiring. Direct employers and staffing agencies use Zor's AI-powered software to automate recruiting's most repetitive tasks, like candidate pre-screening, interview scheduling, ongoing engagement, and cold outreach at scale. By freeing recruiters to focus on what matters, Zor increases productivity while delivering a personalised, attentive candidate experience that's responsive 24-7 and delivers a 99.3% candidate satisfaction rate. Hundreds of companies across the globe, including IKEA, ExxonMobil, MOL Group, X5 Retail and Manpower Group, rely on Zor to hire better people faster. To find out more, go to www.zor.ai. That's www.zor.ai, and Zor is spelled X O R. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 226 of the Recruiting Future podcast. We live in a highly connected world, but also a very noisy one. Standing out from the crowd can be very difficult for recruiters, especially on LinkedIn, where an unprecedented amount of content is being posted, much of which isn't really very good. My guest this week is Hisham Azuz, founder of Azuz Personal Branding and host of the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. Hisham works with recruiters to help them build authentic personal brands and develop content that cuts through the noise to resonate with their target audiences. Enjoy the interview. Hi Hisham and welcome to the podcast. Matt, thank you so much for uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, come on the podcast that inspired me to start mine. Fantastic stuff. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. So uh, my name is uh, Hisham Azuz. Um, I am the founder of a business called Azuz Branding. Um, and that's a, a really simple training and coaching business that um, my mission is, with it is is to help recruiters build their personal brands so they can reach more people they can help and impact more lives and uh, make more money fantastic stuff so tell us a little bit about your journey how did you get to where you are today and also tell us about your podcast sure so uh worked in uh, agency recruitment uh for uh, two and a half years um how i got sold recruitment was uh hisham i think you'll be good at it i asked them why do you think i'll be good at it and they said well in the first year, you have the chance to earn six figures and uh, you get to go to uh, Ibiza and you could p- potentially get a Rolex. So I was sold. Um, went into recruitment, joined a small business. I sat directly next to the owner of the business and everyone around me had been doing recruitment for uh, four or five plus years and um, it was really tough my first year in recruitment really difficult um, definitely one of the the most challenging years of, of my career today and um, going into my second year in recruitment um, having learned all the typical traditional routes of uh, 
headhunting, of uh, business development, cold calling, all the typical uh, routes to to make money and build my recruitment desk, I found myself sort of asking the question, well, what what else can I do uh, with LinkedIn? Um, I hadn't made a tremendous amounts of money out of LinkedIn on in my first year because how I got taught to use it was quite simple which was post about your jobs online um send people impersonal messages send people um well basically send as many messages as possible and you'll get a result um and yeah i uh, decided to approach linkedin in a, in a very different way in a, a market which no one was really doing anything on linkedin besides posting about jobs and these types of things, which was the big reason why I started. And I gave myself the one simple reason of, uh, the one simple rule, which was I'm not allowed to talk about jobs online. And that simple decision has just put me on a really interesting journey where I basically got really comfortable with sharing my opinion um, on LinkedIn, which led me to making the decision to start uh, the podcast, uh, which is called The Recruitment Rollercoaster. Um, and it's led me to where I am today, where um, I'm sort of helping recruiters um, and people in the recruitment industry um sort of understand what I've been through and the journey that I've been through to help them um, understand how they can market themselves and, and be more personable and be human um, with this amazing tool LinkedIn and, and uh, stand out in the crowd, essentially. So we'll, we'll come back and talk a bit more about the podcast later. Um, but just sort of interested in drilling into drilling into this in a, a little bit more depth. So effectively you're offering personal branding strategy for for recruiters i mean i think over the years we've seen lots of different definitions of personal branding and it's kind of it's kind of meant different things depending on the depending on the the time and the, and the channels that are there what what's your definition of it and how do you see it working for recruiters totally i think um i mean in, you don't honestly that question you don't need to overcomplicate the answer i think for me it's quite simple. It's how people perceive you in the market. That, like that, that is in your market. That it's as simple as that. Um, I think the 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 definition online um, it, it goes as something along the lines of it's um, people marketing themselves, their careers uh, as brands. Um, so for me, it's it's as simple as that. It's what what your clients and candidates or what uh, potential uh, people that would work for the business that you're recruiting for would say about you when you're not in the room. Um, so, so why that's beneficial for recruiters is that, um, I mean, if you can breed more trust and credibility online before you speak to someone, before you engage with someone um, and people already have a feel or sense of who you are, what your perspectives are, uh, what you stand for, and these types of things, then it can massively help you when you do start speaking to people for the first time, but they already feel like they know you, which is uh, massively uh, valuable and useful in a, a difficult market that has doesn't have the best reputation. So, I mean, that's, that's really interesting. Um, obviously, People are surrounded by lots of noise these days. LinkedIn's very noisy. Instagram's noisy. Facebook's noisy. There's there's just a huge amount of noise and distraction out there. What kind of strategies can uh, recruiters use to 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 really kind of make themselves stand out and engage with their target audiences? Sure. So again. My, my whole thing here is you, you really don't need to overcomplicate it. So th this may sound simple, but 
you really don't need to overcomplicate it. Um, so the biggest challenge I get from recruiters um, when I work with them, uh, before I start working with them, is um, he I have no idea what to talk about. Um, second one, I'm really worried that I'm going to come across um, a Wally. I, I, I'm gonna, I don't want to come across that I'm uninformed. Who am I to talk about tech when I don't write code, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so uh, typically where people should start, and if I was to go back and start again on sort of my content journey, what I'd really encourage everyone to do who's listening um, before you decide to make loads of content is really um, think about what you want to be known for within your market um, and actually really think about that. Write down what comes up. What do you stand for as a recruiter? Is it that you're someone that always um, delivers interview feedback? Are you someone that's, that really upholds transparency throughout the process? What, whatever it may be. Then the other thing you should think about on a personal level is is what makes you you? What are your authentic characteristics? Um, and also think about what you don't want to be known for. How do you not want to be perceived? And when you really start thinking about those things, it can really help you build a bit of a picture as to what your message is. Um, and the reason why I'd really encourage people to start there is because um, what that enables you to do, which is quite difficult early on, is is really sort of understand what your message is. Um, and for me, what I will say to recruiters who are worried about other people's opinions and how people will perceive them in the market is, well, if we know that what's really important to you and how you want to be perceived is, is being honest, is being transparent, is is someone that um, does care, empathetic, et cetera, et cetera, then let's really make sure that we focus on making sure that comes across through your words, through your videos, et cetera. Uh, because at the end of the day, this whole personal brand piece, it's, it's not going to help someone that, that isn't a good recruiter. That's the great thing about this. If you're a recruiter that isn't honest, isn't transparent, doesn't care about giving candidates a, a good uh, candidate experience when um, interviewing for your company, etc., um, but you're trying to manufacture that online through LinkedIn or wherever, and then I engage with Matt, the internal recruiter that um, I thought was caring, empathetic, etc., and you're not, and the experience is quite horrible, and the opposite of that, very quickly you're going to get found out. So this is the great thing with it is that really think about what's important to you, what you're going to be known for, and, and really make sure you think about that when you start delivering content um, and, and focus on that early on, which uh, helps you craft your message. I think that's really important um, just because there's a lot of recruiters out there that um, do look faceless online. And I think that's that's the second point, really. Everyone that I work with, I ask them to send me over competitors, um, people that wake up every single morning that are trying to speak to the same people that you are. And that's because I, I want it to, to motivate people that there's huge amounts of opportunity right now that a lot of your competitors, if that's businesses that, that offer the, the same sort of culture, or et cetera, or if you're in an agency and it's competitors that are trying to speak to the the same candidates and businesses, um, a lot of them look the same online, although they work their socks off to to have a build a reputation in, in the one-on-one -on -one phone calls and meetings, etc. Um, does that make sense? I think that's 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 what I'm thinking.
Yeah, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. And I think that in, in general, I find that recruit, recruiters aren't necessarily, um, particularly great at promoting themselves as individuals online and also maybe not so great at promoting themselves to their target audiences. I think lots of, uh, lots of people in our industry are very good at promoting themselves to other people in the industry, but that's, that's kind of not really what it's, uh, what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. So I think just to finalize that target audience. As I said, biggest challenge, Hisham, I'm a recruiter. I have no idea what I should be creating content about, but Matt, my uh, recruitment manager, is, is, is telling me that it's important. Um, so I think basically what you should do, again, um, think about think about these questions. So if you're a, uh, an internal recruiter and um, you're obviously hiring for the business that you work for, then uh, what I'd really, really encourage you to do is really think about um, what, what makes a perfect employee who you work with what what what's going on in their life right now what are their biggest challenges professionally and personally what what are their objectives um and a lot of these things being internal you can actually access within your four walls which i think is a, a huge advantage when i think of internal recruiters on delivering content, marketing, marketing to their target audiences, that you have access to the people that you want to be uh, resonating with and engaging with within your four walls. Whereas obviously on the agency side and people that I work with, we have to rely on sort of the agency recruiter understanding the different nuances in the market and the different conversations that you pick up on in the meetings and the one-to-one phone calls, et cetera, that you know um, are challenges for the people that you work with, uh, obviously um, recruit, et cetera. But I think as an internal recruiter, I'd really... Um, um, take a look around the office and and speak to people and say, look, before you joined here, what were some of your biggest challenges? What were your biggest frustrations? What what made you want to join here? What what were your objectives that that aligned with our business objectives, etc.? Um, and when you really understand that, all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier to to understand what you should be talking about because what you end up doing once you really map out um, your the, the your target audiences professional challenges, personal challenges, their their objectives, they're the things that you should be talking about and facilitating conversations around on LinkedIn um, and online, which is going to drive engagement with the right people, drive conversations um, and get you better, um, enable you to better market yourself to the right people. This is going to be uh, a difficult question to answer because I, I appreciate that, that, that it it depends depending on time and and audience and context and all that kind of stuff um but you know where where we are right now what what tactics do you see sort of generally working working very well is it is it video is it is it audio is it writing what on on linkedin on linkedin or you know indeed what we know what what kind of platforms um, are working is it is it just linkedin or well uh, i i literally i live and breathe on linkedin i think obviously you you obviously have to um you have to think about your target audience again but i think if anyone listening internal recruiter agency recruiter obviously you tell me that it's predominantly internal recruiters so i think let's take a step back for a minute where where do you predominantly find candidates that end up working for the business that you work for is it linkedin i'd be pretty confident that that would be a quite solid percentage so um i will talk specifically about linkedin um i think for me i, I don't think there's any like 
clear tactic that is going to enable you to go from where you are right now if you're not doing much to uh, an overnight success I think like anything it, it is a process but all I would say what I found that's consistently worked well um, with my clients that I think definitely internal recruiters can um, use to their advantages is, is being human um, online w- w- through LinkedIn and what I mean by that is simply actually allowing people to to know the person that they've connected with um, and I think that's what we're finding on LinkedIn right now if you were to Look, you've, you've been in uh, this world a lot longer than I have, Matt. So I think it's safe to say that, for example, Halloween's just gone by. How many posts would you have seen on LinkedIn around Halloween and the office antics five or so years ago? Not sure. Really not sure. So I think what's really working is enabling um, or using your online presence to actually um, have an opinion, be human, not be faceless and I think internal recruiters can can really utilize what's within their four walls the stories that they have within their four walls their own story why they're working for that business etc etc that that can really help them stand out quite quickly and um, do really well and have you got any examples and it doesn't matter whether it's agency recruiters or in-house recruiters or 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 an organization as a whole um have you got any examples of, of people who are doing this really well sure I think um I've been. I've. Uh, st- I started my business four months ago. So I think the people that um, I'd really encourage um, people to look at uh, that I think are, are doing it quite well. To be fair, actually, let me do people that I, I actually think are doing it well that um, I haven't worked with that people can learn from, and then also people that um, I, I see. So I think everyone's seen um, Mark Gaysford. I think he's he's very human on LinkedIn and he does loads uh, with video. Um, a chap that um, I used to actually live with who I think, again, has is really willing to be vulnerable, be personable, that I think, again, has done really well and he's really started his own recruitment business and that's a chap called um, Tom Cotterill. He's a UX recruiter. Um, and then I think some of the, the, the businesses that I've worked with where it's gone down quite well there's um a tech recruitment business that i've worked with in london called energon people they've all again pr- uh, approached it in a really human um and interactive way where they they've got loads of people in the tech industry actually engaging um with their content um and then <clears throat> i think there's a, a few other individuals but i think that's a i think that's a good core people that come to mind what do you feel success looks like because i think sometimes there is a uh, a temptation just to look at um you know what i call sort of vanity vanity metrics so you know number of likes number of comments all that kind of stuff what what is what does real success look like as a recruiter as, as an internal recruiter it's got a, it's got to drive the right people to you that means that you can then hire it's as simple as that if I'm thinking internal recruiter, what success looks like is if I'm getting more relevant candidates um, coming to me or more relevant candidates engaged in my content, which then enables me to uh, drive uh, conversations around um, why are they open to opportunities, um, let me tell you about the business that I work for, that I'm hiring for. Um, so for me, that that's 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 success. Um, I think how that breaks down. Obviously, you mentioned vanity metrics. How I measure it with my clients is you have um, awareness metrics. So that's obviously the the reach of your content. You then have engagements, as you said, likes and comments. Um, 
I think all I would add, you mentioned vanity metrics. I think all I would add to that is, okay, so you are getting loads of comments, but how many of those are relevant? Are they people that you could potentially speak about your business that you recruit for and work for? Um, I think that's a really important one to to notice. If you're getting really relevant people comment and like your post, then that's a great thing. I think that's more than vanity. It's, again, coming back to that you're talking about relevant things and it's resonating with your target audience. Um, and then the next one is inbound opportunities. I think if you're doing it really well, then you will be getting inbound leads. So if that's as an agency recruiter, it's, it's clients saying, Matt, how can you help me? I've seen your content. It's candidates. Matt, how can you help me? I'm, I'm currently looking for a job. Likewise, internal recruiter, if it's, it's candidates for your business, then um, they should be coming to you and you can achieve that. Um, and then I think the other really cool thing that I like that's happened for a couple of my clients is, which is why I called it, inbound opportunities because you're a person because you're an individual that uh can be perceived as someone that's willing to share their opinion then there's a whole host of opportunities that could come from that if that's being invited on a podcast if that's being invited on a, a, a panel discussion um i think that's a really cool thing as well because you're an individual there's loads of opportunities that can come from it that will be commercially beneficial that you didn't know could happen if that makes sense which I think is really important to know. Absolutely. So finally, t- tell tell us more about your podcast. What what's the uh, you know what's the podcast about? Um, who's on it, and where can people find it? Sure. So in a nutshell, um, the podcast it's called the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast, um, and I've been doing it for uh, nearly uh, two years now, and. Uh, my mission with it or sort of why I started it which has always remained the same is to to really uncover the the true learnings failures and successes um, of working in recruitment and um, thinking of your audience definitely majority uh, agency recruiters however I have had a number of internal uh, recruiters on there as well um, but ultimately uh, you can it, that's what it's all about it's actually uncovering the actual reality of working in an industry that um, is very it can be very difficult and very unforgiving at times um, and actually talking about it in the right way and as I said at the beginning of this podcast, not just talking about the good parts where you can earn potentially earn loads of money and these types of things, but actually talking about the reality of it um, and uh, what people have learned along the way. You can uh, listen to it in all the the uh, normal places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. It's all in the, the places you expect it to be. Hisham, thank you very much for talking to me. My thanks to Hisham Azuz. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find it by searching for Recruiting Future. If you're a Spotify or Pandora user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week. And I hope you'll join me. This is my show.